Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. From the Cavaliers Production Studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in downtown Cleveland. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Cavs HQ. Great to have you with us as we are getting that much closer to the tip-off of the 23-24 campaign. One more preseason game to go. Friday night, the Cavs will be in Indiana to take on the Pacers. And then a week from tomorrow, next Wednesday, the Cavs will be in Brooklyn to take on the Nets. Jim Jones, as always, a pleasure to be with you. We've got a fun show this week. You and I had an opportunity on Media Day to talk to Evan Mobley and a newcomer to the Cavaliers, Damian Jones. So we'll hear those conversations back. And then in the second half of the show, Jim, we're going to talk to Evan Wash from the NBA League offices in New York about the in-season tournament, which the NBA will debut this year. It's all great stuff, Tim, and anytime we can corner some of the best big young players in the game, you know, that's right down my alley. Young Mobley, future is bright. Damian Jones is so raw, but he's such a great physical talent. We picked up a kid who has tremendous upside. He, Jared Allen, and Mobley, just a huge plus for the Cavaliers' front line. And then Evan Wash will join us to talk about the in-season tournament. I know you're excited about that. I am, Tim. And the reason I am is because it breaks the season up. You know, these 82 games is a long grind. But when you have something to look forward to a month into the season, like an in-season tournament, and the wins and losses are going to be applied to your regular season record, you know what they call that? They call it competition. Yes. Tremendous competition. So I can't wait to talk to Evan about how it all came together, the in-season tournament. So we've got a busy show. We're going to sneak in a quick timeout when we come back. We'll start things off with Evan Mobley and the conversation we had with Evan on Media Day. So stay with us. Cavs HQ presented by Betway continues after this on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. 
Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Fires in the lane to Mobley. That's right. That's how you beat him. Ball movement, body movement. Burrow bouncing the lane to Evan. Turns, shoots. What did he shoot, Tim? A little turnaround. Turnaround jump shot. Sweet. I love it. That turnaround jump shot will set you free. You're experiencing Cavs HQ on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Here's Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. Welcome back. Jim Jones getting all fired up about that turnaround jump shot. Jim, you said that's where you got the nickname Sweets because your turnaround jumper was so sweet. Yes, it was. And I stole that. I stole it from two players. I stole it from Elvin Hayes, and I also stole it from Earl Monroe. And it's such a great shot, Tim, especially for a big guy with uh, Evan's length. When you when you go as far as you can go in one direction and then you do a quick pivot and turn around, uh, no one can block that shot. It's all about touch, and it's a great mid-range in-the-paint alternative. And Evan used it four times the other night, and he made two. I mean, that's what it's about. It's a great shot for a great young player. And speaking of Evan, we'll hear from him in just a moment. But, Jim, uh, the sky is the limit for this young Cavalier player going into his third year. Yeah, it it is because he's he's worked hard. He's got a nutritionist. He put a weight room in his in his home. And uh, that's not a cheap endeavor because I had thought about it and my wife said, shut up. Uh, so, the, so, so, so he's doing all the things that he should do to improve himself. And now he's got some added help on the perimeter with, with Niang and with, with Struess. That'll give him a little more room because teams are going to be afraid to leave those guys alone. So he'll have a little more room to maneuver, he and Jared. Jim and I had a chance to talk to Evan Mobley on Media Day, and Jim got things started with the Cavalier big man. Evan, you had a great year last season, and uh, that great season was to be first team all defense at the NBA. Oh, my goodness. And just a vote or two away from being the most uh, valuable defensive player in our league. Your thoughts on that? Um, I feel like uh, last year I had a great defensive year overall. Um, This year I'm definitely – have that in my in my mind as one of my goals of de- being defensive player of the year and um, I feel like this year I have a great chance of getting that. 
they had the World Cup. There was no Evan Mobley. Did you watch the, the, any, any of those games? Yeah, I've seen a few of them. Yeah, well, you know what? Well, you saw what I saw. No interior defense. <laughs> and wasn't he the defensive player of the year? Yes, but he, he couldn't was. stay out of foul trouble, Evan. He couldn't stay out of foul trouble. So let's move on to this season. It looks like you've got a little more help. Talk a little bit about having the short corner three guys and what that's going to do for your game. Um, I feel like adding those pieces like uh, Max Struz, George Niang, and um, Ty Jerome and all of them. So I feel like that's really going to help us spread the floor, um, play with a, a lot of pace as well, and um, also just be more versatile in our offensive plays and, and uh, what we want to get done. Evan, in hearing from Kobe and JB, uh, they mentioned the fact that while it's tough, you guys had to go through that rough playoff series against the Knicks. It's a learning experience. So looking back on it, what did you learn from playoff basketball? Um, just the whole atmosphere is just completely different. Um, is like every single mistake you make is, is uh, amplified like 10 times. So you really got to be mentally locked in and um, really know all your assignments to a T. Talk a little bit about your off season because as you walked into the radio studio here, my goodness, uh, you've done some work. Uh, just talk about your body and, and what you did. We talked about physicality in the Knicks series that perhaps the Cavs needed to get a little bit stronger, and you took that to heart. Uh, yeah, uh, over the off season, I got um, I built a weight room in my house. And what you built? What? <laughs> yeah, built a weight room you in my house. And then also hired a, a private chef um, for me to cook or uh, eat meals um, 24-7 almost. So, um, yeah, just trying to really eat, gain weight, and um, get bigger. How many pounds did you put on? How much bigger um, did you get? So far, it's like like seven pounds of, of muscle so far. And um, so it's just gradual build up and um, just keep it going even uh, during the season as well. Yeah, and you can. Uh, one of the things that uh, if you gain – Three pounds of solid muscle in a year. Bodybuilders will tell you that's solid muscle. That's a lot. And you gained seven. And I'm looking at you now. You look bigger, but you're not fat. Yeah. You know, you, you're yeah. not fat. I so wanted to keep that same Keep lean. that leanness. Yeah. yeah. So did you go back to the factory and start and work <laughs> on that jump shot? Uh, did Big Adam show up? Did he show up? Uh, no, he didn't show up this summer, but – um, I'm, I I was working with my uh, guys and trainers a lot on my shot. Um, and what things did you work on as far as your shot? Um, just mostly just repetition. Honestly, um, I feel like my form has uh, been pretty good. Um, overall, they felt the same. So, mm -hmm. um, just getting a lot of reps in as much as possible to where it's like second nature. Um, don't have to think about it and um, just catch and shoot and release. What kind of shots were you shooting? Catch and shoots? Were you shooting turn? The Jim Jones turnaround jump shot <laughs> that Michael Jordan copied, and he told me he did. Uh, did you uh, have you been working on those those, those um, shots also? Because we know you've got the, yeah. all all the center stuff. You got that the left and right yeah. hand. Yeah, um, a lot of mid range, a lot of jab, uh, face game, um, and shoot over the top. Uh, that's what I've been really working on, and then also three pointers, catch and shoot, and then um, off the move a little bit. Evan, before we let you go, older brother Isaiah made some noise in the summer league. Uh, how exciting was that for you to watch what he did and and the impact, the potential impact he could have on this roster this year? Um, it was really exciting. Um, I went to the summer league games, a few of them. Uh, he did good out there and then um, saw him on TV, uh, get the MVP of uh, summer league. So um, that was great for him. And uh, I'm really excited for this year as well um, for him to just keep improving. Any one-on-one -on -one matchups this summer? 
Uh, yeah, there was a few. There was a few. Uh, I feel like I got I got uh, most of the wins. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, terrific conversation with Evan Mobley. Yes, a young man who's got such an incredibly bright future with the Cleveland Cavaliers now going into his third season. We thank Evan for stopping by on Media Day to chat with Jim and I. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll go back to Media Day. We had a terrific chat with Damian Jones, newcomer to the Cavs. That comes your way after this on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Audioverse. Coral baseline right, bounce in the lane to Damian Jones who laid it in. Coro and Jones seem to have a little chemistry built already. That's right, four for four to start this second half. Cavs push it to the other end. Mitchell on the handoff to Jones, and he'll stuff it home. And Tim, that's what we're talking about. Upping the pace. Maids or misses. Pushing the ball up the floor. You're listening to Cavs HQ on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Let's get back to Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. We welcome you back as we continue along on this week's edition of Cavs HQ. Great to have you with us. And you just heard that little highlight montage put together by the dynamic duo, senior producer Kurt McLaughlin, technical director Marty Allen. And Jim, uh, those highlights uh, featured a a new big man for the Cavaliers and Damian Jones. uh, Cavs realized during the offseason they had a couple of holes to plug in that front line and they went out and got Damian Jones, and he's an exciting addition to this roster. Yeah, yeah, he is, Tim. He has the physical size and the athleticism to play your power forward and also to play center. The thing I love about him is he's a quick jumper. He gets in the air in a hurry, and that's great when it comes to blocking shots and finishing shots above the rim. The other thing I like about him is he's young, and he fits right into our mold with a Jared Allen Mobley and him, you know, there, there's your big lineup, which can be used on any particular night, depending, because I thought we had a distinct advantage with that. Now you put that with that dynamic backcourt, you know, it just makes it impossible for teams to match up with you physically. Well, Jim and I had a chance to chat with Cavalier newcomer Damian Jones on Media Day. Of course, uh, Jim's always excited when he gets to talk to one of the big guys, one of those frontline guys, and Jim got things started with Damian Jones. Damian, uh, for me and all the broadcasting people and the Cavaliers, thanks for coming. We need you. I appreciate it. You know, yeah, to have a young man come off the bench and uh, do what you do at your age. and uh, I watched you at Utah. Your physicality was something to talk about. Talk a little bit about that. I appreciate it. You know, uh, you know, Coach, Coach Will Hardy, you know, just we had like, you know, like size big. So a lot of us switched. And, uh, you know, when you have that uh, switching big mentality, you know, you just got to be able to guard any position. And uh, you just got to come with it. Uh, you don't want to just go out there and get embarrassed. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And, uh, you know, being in the weight room, got to get it right in the weight room. Uh, that helps with the physicality and stuff. So, uh, you know, just holding your own. Damian, one of the things that Kobe Altman has talked about, JB's talked about, is bringing guys in that know what it takes to win, like a Max Struess, like a Georgie Niang. You played on two Golden State teams that won championships. Talk about that mentality and, and what it takes to get over that hump. Uh, it takes a lot of discipline, you know, um, just following the culture, uh, sticking to what we know, and, um, you know, just you know, playing through it all. Uh, there's going to be down times, but through it all, you know, you just got to stick with it and, uh, you know, be there for your teammates uh, and just, you know, 
maintain that toughness throughout the season. And when you're around guys like Steph and Clay and Draymond, that championship mentality, what'd you learn? Uh, I learned a lot. I mean, it was my first three years in the league, and um, just their work ethic, uh, the way they play, uh, their mindset, you know, going into games, uh, their preparation. Uh, you just learned a lot just from seeing what they do. Were you surprised that they let you go like that? Because, see, I watched you, and every time you were in the game, you made a difference for them. Uh, you know, I mean, at that point, you know, it was tough. Uh, you know, the money is tight over there, uh, a lot of stuff going on. So, I mean, it's a business, and you never know what can happen. So, I mean. Sounds like a mature man. Yeah. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, what, what did you do this summer to prepare for this particular season? Uh, you know, just – Make sure I touch up on my game. Uh, you know, and, make what, sure. and what's that? Talk a little and, bit about uh, that. I mean, it ranges from, you know, inside touch, you know, pick and roll. I played a lot in the pick and roll, so uh, make sure I'm sharp during that. Um, Luke Walton came through, uh, worked with him a little bit just to go over some things. And um, really just, you know, make sure I have an overall, you know, good feel of, um, you know, the basketball. You know, make sure my handles are right. Um, so any situation I'm in, I'm comfortable. I'm always curious to ask a newcomer to the team, what would you think of the team when you sat on the other bench? So when you were playing with Utah last year in those games against the Cavs, what would you think of the team, of the Cavs? Uh, really, like, so when I was at the Lakers then at that point, and, uh, okay. I mean, uh, y'all were one of the first games on the, of the season. Uh, I remember y'all came to uh, L.A. and, uh, you know, it was just young, energetic, you know, definitely had the size. I think uh, Jared Allen, he just he was on he was injured and he came back and that was his first game back and you know he had a good game, but uh, you know just size down low with uh, JA and Evan down low and you got uh, explosive playmaking guards you know you got Darius and uh, Donovan, so uh, you know just watching them I was like dang you know this is a good squad right here. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you you joined the team, do you sense the expectations? Do you sense? Hey, this bar is pretty high. We want to get even further than we did last year. Yeah, you know, seeing the year before, you know, they were what they made play in or almost made the play in, and then come into last year, you know, first round. So I'm sure, um, you know, the expectation even higher now. So you know, just going further in the playoffs. So uh, yeah, just working forward uh, to that goal. So should be good. All right, I have one non basketball related question for you because as I read your bio, Damian, at Vanderbilt engineering science major with a concentration in corporate strategy and a minor in engineering management. Like what sort of corporate guru are you going to be when you get done playing basketball? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I mean, in college, I initially, I was a electrical um, engineering major and then I just, I decided to switch over. Cause like, uh, in, in high school, I did an internship, uh, at Exxon uh, with the uh, plant engineer and the engineering manager there. So like, that's where I got like, I switched my major to like. I worked at a there. restaurant in high school. Yeah. You were with Exxon? Well, yeah. You see where you ended up. Well, that was a lot of fun. Damian Jones joining us on Media Day here in the Cavaliers production studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. And of course, Damian Jones is going to be a key part of that Cavalier front court once the season gets rolling. So thank you, Damian Jones, for joining Jim and I on Media Day. When we come back, the talk of the NBA is the in-season tournament. Evan Wash from the NBA League offices joins us after this on Cavs HQ presented. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. 
we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun, such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. By Betway. As part of the Cleveland Cavaliers team member volunteer program and mission to give back to the community, team members from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse have participated in a starting five days of service for the preseason. On October 11th, in recognition of National Book Month, 23 team members sorted and stickered children's books that will later be distributed to youth across Cleveland. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be back with the second half of Cavs HQ presented by Betway right after this on the Cavaliers Audioverse. This is Cavs HQ on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Everything you need to know about the Cavs and the NBA. Here again are Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. And we welcome you back. As you heard, Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Great to have you with us. And, of course, the tip-off to the 23-24 season right around the corner for the Cavaliers. Things will get going on Wednesday night, October 25th. They'll be in Brooklyn to take on the Nets. And, of course, uh, when you look at the NBA in a bigger picture, a broader scale, uh, the real talk of the NBA this coming season is a brand-new concept, the in-season tournament. And, Jim, I know uh, when I've been out during the off-season and talking to fans, they're like, tell me about this in-season tournament. So, as best as I tried to explain it, we thought we'd go right to the league office and get the guy who... It's kind of the mastermind behind all this. Uh, Evan Wash is our guest this week on Cavs HQ, and uh, he's going to break the whole in-season tournament down for us and for you Cavs fans that have dialed in. Evan, great to have you with us on the show this week. Thanks, guys. Excited to be here. All right, so let's dig into this. Now, first of all, it's brand new this year, 
But uh, this has been a long time in the making. This just wasn't baked up uh, during the offseason. Hey, let's try this for 23-24. So tell our listeners and our fans about the process to get this whole concept going. Yeah, you're right. This is, um, this is actually a concept that's been floating around NBA circles for, for well over a decade, You know, probably going back about 15 years. And it sort of falls in a broader bucket of things that we've looked at or talked about that we think could improve the quality of competition and create more games of consequence, more excitement, more celebration of the game. And so there were a few different times over the last 10 or 15 years where we talked seriously about implementing these types of competitions and ultimately, you know, weren't able to get over the hump for, for one reason or another, but coming out of the pandemic and the bubble season in 2020, where we were forced to put a smaller version of our play-in tournament in place and then extended that in the seasons that followed the play-in tournament, uh, followed the, the bubble um, and saw the success of the play-in tournament, it really reignited the conversation around an in-season or mid-season tournament. You know, we were kicking around different versions of it. And the basic idea was that the, the play-in had shown that we can innovate around our season structure. It can be additive. It can create more competition of consequence. And so we felt like the in-season tournament was the next logical step to really try to build a, a secondary championship. And so the conversation about two years ago shifted from not should we do some kind of in-season tournament, but how should we do it? And, and that was a lengthy process to figure out when in the calendar it would fall, what's the format, how does it impact the schedule, all of those elements. So that's, that's really what we've been working on the last couple of years, um, but it was a, a much longer process from the inception of the idea till the actual implementation. Yeah, Evan, I'd commend you and the league for challenging uh, the NFL. <laughs> really, <laughs> you know, you know, and I know that had to be part of the talks for years is that their viewership uh, always conflicted with our viewers. And then to have the, I think it takes guts to do it. And I like your aggressiveness of having the in season tournament. Was that part of the equation too, was try to capture some of those football fans so not, not directly, you know, obviously we're, we're just a fundamentally different media property than the NFL, right? The NFL has a 17 Well, they copy everything we do. They copy everything <laughs> we do. Right, but, they, you know, in aggregate they have many fewer games than we do. Obviously their, their highest, you know, profile events draw um, sure. massive amounts of viewers. But, but, you know, if you look sort of in aggregate, the number of viewers watching NBA games over the season across – all of our regular season and the tent poles mm-hmm. like opening week and Christmas and all star. And then you get into playoffs and a seven game final sometimes, you know, in aggregate, it, it's sort of a much more comparable thing. Yeah, so okay. we're not out here saying that the end season tournament final is going to have a hundred million viewers like the Super Bowl, but certainly we, we see the value, not just the NFL, we see the value across all sports of single elimination competition and the excitement that brings, you know, whether that's, March Madness or the, the you know, baseball um, one-game playoff wildcard games they used to have, um, international competitions like the World Cup, you know, those, those types of things where it's win or go home. And, of course, we even see it in our own league, but, but only when we had Game 7s historically. Now we've got the play-in tournament. So right. we were sort of borrowing some of those concepts from different competitions and leagues around the world, but this, this was not specifically targeted at uh, chasing NFL viewers. Evan, the games will count as far as the regular season is concerned, so there's incentive there. But the flip side of the coin is, aside from that, 
why should fans be engaged? Why should fans take this as an in-season tournament to another level as far as just interest is concerned? Yeah, because I think ultimately the, the players and teams are going to signal to the fans that there's meaning here. Uh, we, we have, you know, our players are among the most competitive people on the planet. And if you put something out there for, for them to win, right, and in this case, the NBA Cup, which is the trophy that will, will award to the champion, um, there's a prize pool, there, there'll be an MVP award, there'll be an all-tournament team. And what we think that those things do is allow teams and players to actually build and enhance their legacies and their resumes, right? So the way we talk about players and teams now might be in terms of the number of Larry O'Briens they've won or the number of playoff appearances, you know, at a player level, the number of all-star appearances, all-NBA recognitions, MVPs. And now we can add to that list how these players and teams have performed in the in-season tournament. We can talk about the number of tournament championships that the player or team has. We can talk about the number of uh, all-tournament team recognitions. And so if if we're able to successfully build that such that the players and teams are bought into this and compete at that increased level, then ultimately the fans follow suit because there was nothing magical about the NBA Finals when it was created you know, almost 80 years ago. There hadn't been an NBA Finals before, and over time that came to signify the excellence and, and success and you know, achievement of the team over the course of the season. We think the same is true here. It's not necessarily the case that tradition will be created in year one, but you know, three, five, ten years down the line, do we see players and teams and fans looking at this as yet another benchmark um, in terms of comparing you know, themselves to, to the rest of the league and, and the rest of the basketball landscape? And so if that is successful, we think ultimately what fans are going to see is this heightened competition with more consequence and ultimately a celebration uh, of the champion race in the NBA Cup on December 9th. Yeah, Evan, uh, what a, one other thing. When you presented this to the Players Association, uh, they must have liked it, but I think they liked the the monetary incentive more, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? That was part of the discussion. Ultimately, you know, we, we kicked around a bunch of different concepts for what the prizing should be, um, and we wanted something that would properly incentivize players because to, to the prior question, it is year one, there's no you know, predefined intrinsic value here. And so right. it's possible you'd have some skepticism. And so the, the financial prize was just an additional carrot to put on top of that to drive drive that interest in competition. We didn't want it to be so excessive that it, you know, overrode sure. prizing for, for other parts of our, our season. But ultimately, I think what, it, what interested players and the Players Association more was the opportunity to grow the game. That if this yes. is if this becomes a true successful second championship, not only does that make the regular season, sorry, the, the, the calendar season more exciting, more fun for players, it potentially drives significant value as well. And of course, players share 50% of the revenue that the league generates. So if this tournament is able to generate significant revenue over time, that's going to far exceed any specific prizing that we would give to the players based on their performance in it. Well, great points. Again, Evan Wash, our guest, He's from the NBA League office, and he's telling us and telling you, Cavs fans and listeners, how the in-season tournament is going to unfold. It's going to be an exciting venture for the NBA this campaign. But we're not done. We'll have more with Evan. So stay with us. Cavs HQ, presented by Betway, continues after this break on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. 
I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome back. It's Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones and, of course, the dynamic duo on the other side of the window. Senior producer Kurt McLaughlin, technical director Marty Allen. Jim, you want to get things rolling with our very special guest, Evan Wash from the NBA office talking about the in-season tournament? Oh, thank you, Tim. Evan, uh, we really appreciate it. I mean, this is a scoop for us to to have you here and uh, to talk about the in-season tournament. But uh, let's go back to the play-in and the success of the play-in made selling the in-season tournament a lot easier, didn't it? It did. And I think one of the things that Adam has talked a lot about with the play-in tournament is some of the the unexpected or outsized benefits that we got. Mm -hmm. You know, we we, we looked at the play-in in two ways. Obviously, one is you're creating these six games as an entree to the playoffs that are that are interesting and exciting because every one of them either has you know a team that's going to go home, a team that's going to advance, or both. Right, the, the seven eight yep. games is the playoff spot on the line, the nine ten games is elimination on the line, and then those final games, of course, it's both. It's either you, you win or you, you advance or you go home. So we knew that would we knew that would be compelling. We expected it would be, and we also thought that it that it would likely drive increased competition in the regular season because we were creating those different tiers in the standing. So it's not just top eight make the playoffs, bottom seven don't. Now you've got those top six locking in a spot, the seven and eight seeds with those two chances to win one game to advance, et cetera. And so you've got all these different um, reasons for teams to want to move up in the standings. So we expected to see the impact of that. We just didn't know exactly what it would look like. And I think the few years that we've had of the play-in had even exceeded our expectations the number of teams that were in contention for playoff spots or play-in spots uh, last year was, was higher than it's ever been. We had 26 of the 30 teams 
you know, with just under two weeks to go in the season, we're mathematically still alive for playoff spots, which just fundamentally changes the dynamic of the league and that, you know, almost every game on the calendar, even into that last week in April, has some competitive consequence to it. And so I think that really surprised people, you know, how it changed team behavior, it changed teams' approaches to roster building, to trade deadline, and, and the widespread impact of that, I think, was what, um, what was not necessarily expected. And so you're correct that then building off of that certainly gave us credibility in, in trying some additional innovations like the in-season tournament. The wins and losses are part of the regular season schedule. I mean, uh, wow. <laughs> I mean, uh, that pressure. You want your best players playing. And uh, I think that is an encouraging piece. These games go right into your record. Yeah, and that, that was actually a big piece of the conversation with, with um, teams and with the Players Association of, of how do you drive that, uh, that high-level competition. And this actually was a, a concept, it's the tournament night concept that we're using for the group stage of the tournament where all the Tuesdays and Fridays in November will only have these group stage games and so teams will know and players will know when they play those Tuesday and Friday games that not just a regular season game, it also counts for the tournament. And it's not just a tournament game, it also counts for the regular season. That was actually a suggestion from the players on our competition committee who oh. said there are certain games on the regular season calendar that, that we are more excited for, you know, putting forth more effort either because of who the opponent is, because of what it means for the standings, because of the time of year, right? If it's a Christmas Day game, all those things. And so if we can build that energy into the tournament by saying we're going to designate games on the calendar as these, these tournament night or group stage games, that will really excite players. And it's a concept we borrowed, borrowed actually from the WNBA and their Commissioner's Cup. And the only difference is, you know, we, we made sure that all of our group stage games fall on the same nights so that mm-hmm. it's a little easier for fans to follow and not have to kind of check, check the schedule to see when those games are taking place. Well, Evan, that's a perfect lead-in to my next question. You've done a great job explaining why uh, the NBA has implemented this in-season tournament. So let's talk about the how. Now, obviously, we're on the radio, so you don't have a PowerPoint that you can show our listeners, but explain how the tournament will work with the brackets and so forth. Yep, I'll, I'll, I'll give the, the high-level version. So it's, it's a two-stage tournament, much like a you know, World Cup in, in FIBA or FIFA where in the group stage, teams were placed into groups of five within their conference, and those were actually random drawings based on last year's standing. So every group has uh, one team that finished top three in their conference, one team that was fourth through sixth, seventh through ninth, et cetera. Uh, So Cleveland is in a group with uh, Philadelphia, Atlanta, um, Indiana, uh, Indiana, and Detroit. And so you'll play those four teams one time each on those Tuesdays and Fridays in November. And then the results of those games, those group stage games, will determine which eight teams advance to our single elimination knockout rounds. And the way that'll work is it'll be the three group winners in each conference, so that's six teams league-wide, plus one wild card per conference. And that'll be the team that finishes second place in their group but has the best overall record among the second-place finishers in the conference. And those eight teams will then play that knockout tournament the week of December 4th with the quarterfinals being hosted in home markets by the top two seeds. So there's not just an incentive to win your group. There's an incentive to win it with a record that, that makes you top two in the conference. So you get to host that quarterfinal. And then it gets extra exciting as the winners of the four quarterfinals to Vegas uh, for a 
NBA version of the Final Four with the semifinals and championship being played at T-Mobile Arena in, in Vegas uh, on December 7th and 9th. And the champion will lift the NBA Cup on, on December 9th. And so all of those games, the group stage, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, all of those count towards regular season records and statistics, as Jim said. The one exception is that that championship game that fits outside of the, the regular season schedule and only those two teams obviously are playing that night. So hopefully a really exciting competition brings some, some added meaning to those November regular season games and then culminates with a, a really big celebration of high-quality basketball competition in Vegas. Evan, not only do the games count, but the floors and, and the uniforms will have a different look for these in-season tournament games, just to add a little more spark and a little more uh, electricity to those games, correct? Yeah, well, that's correct. And you know, the, the reason for that is when you're creating something new like this, we wanted it to be clear um, to, to fans. We want, we want to make sure we're educating fans as best we can. And so we thought one way to do that is to really differentiate those, these games from a, a marketing and a look and feel perspective so that it's clear to anyone that attends one of these games or tunes in to watch one of these games, that this is not just a regular season game, that there's something else on the line here. And so that's led us to all the conversations about, you know, the, the court design and the jerseys and all these things that we think um, will just kind of further stamp, you know, the, the awareness and meaning uh, of the tournament. Yeah. I mean, I'm just mesmerized. I can't wait. I can't wait to see the floor and the ambience and, the competitiveness of the players. I just think it's a pleasing break, especially for some old veterans who are used to the grueling schedule and trying to get in a groove, and all of a sudden it hits you in November that you're playing for something over and above just playing the season out. I love it. I think it's a great, ingenious idea. Yeah, and, and, and you know, speaking of the schedule, I think one of the, the other things that hopefully fans will appreciate is because we, were saying, we are saying that these games are taking on an added, added importance, we wanted to make sure that teams could approach them with that, you know, that maximum competitive effort. So when we were making the schedule this summer, we actually protected essentially all 60 of these group play, these tournament night games across the league to ensure mm -hmm. that no team is ever playing one of those games as the first night or sorry, the second night of a back-to-back. -back, oh, right? So okay. yeah, teams, yeah. Will, teams will always be rested going into those games. Hopefully we can kind of, you know, stem the tide of, of load management there, but make sure that teams can take those seriously, you know, much like they would a playoff game, because that's ultimately the atmosphere we're trying to create. So, um, you know, when, when Cleveland tips off their tournament on, on Friday, November 3rd, hopefully they're rested and ready to go and put on a good show. By the way, Evan, sure. before we let you go, we got about a minute. Jim really wants the Cavs to end up in Vegas. That's why he's mesmerized <laughs> by this. <laughs> Well, well, the the only thing about Vegas, you know, you know, you know, that I can deal with now would be the 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 great weather. Now, when I was younger, I you know the money, but I don't have that anymore. So now it's definitely the weather. But I just think the whole concept is is just beautiful. You guys did a fantastic job. Well, appreciate that. I I, I can guarantee that if if the Cavs win five in a row, if they go four and zero group stage and win their quarterfinal, they will be in Vegas. Maybe even get there with. With three wins in group stage in that quarterfinal, so um, best of luck to the team as we get into November. There we Thank go. You. Thank Evan, you. Evan, you have just done a marvelous job in explaining yes. this to our fans and our listeners, so I'll echo Jim's sentiments. A great job by the league office in putting this all together, and uh, can't wait to get it get it rolling here as the 23-24 season tips off. Yeah, appreciate Thank your you. support, and thanks so much for having me on today. Thanks, Evan. It's Evan Wash from the NBA League Offices. 
as he stopped by to pay us a visit on Cavs HQ, letting you know about the brand-new concept of the in-season tournament. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll take a timeout, and Jim and I will put the finishing touches on this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Glad to bring it to you on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Boy, that was an outstanding show. Hope you enjoyed it. Earlier in the program, got to hear from Evan Mobley and Damian Jones, a couple of big guys on that Cavalier front line. And then, again, a huge thanks to Evan Wash from the NBA League offices. I thought he did a terrific job in explaining the brand-new in-season tournament, which will unfold this year in the NBA. Hey, Jim Jones, thanks to you. Thanks to Marty Allen and Kurt McLaughlin on the other side of the glass. And, of course, the biggest thanks goes to you, the listeners. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, fourth and final preseason game comes your way Friday night from Indiana, so we will talk to you again then. Until then, thank you so much for listening, and so long, everybody. Cavs by one with the ball. Garland, top side to Mitchell. Mitchell straddling the air. Whipped it down low to Garland, who laid it in on a reverse layup. How nifty was that? Tim, there was so much space. They couldn't leave Niang in one corner, and they couldn't leave Struess in the other corner, so the whole middle of the floor was wide open. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.